name is the Reverend Lisa Mason, and I have the great honor of being the rector of St. John's Episcopal Church in Larchmont. I pray that you enjoy this time together. I'm inviting you to open your minds and hearts to whatever message God is sending you during this sermon. I think of a sermon as an invitation, an opportunity to break open scripture together, whether we are diving into what was happening in the world at the time the story happened, or whether we are discovering what this scripture means to you today in your life, or all the above, whatever God is calling you to hear, to find healing, to find hopeful, to find clarifying, to find reassuring, I pray that this time does that for you, that you have something that you can go away from this time together with, knowing that it was meaningful and you are thankful that you joined and participated. I hear that as a story of love, love of God, love of the church, love of community. And the kind of love that God calls us to have is agape love, which is a giving kind of love. We can't help but let it fill us and then give it and share it. In our gospel this morning, the Sadducees, Jesus had already talked to and kind of silenced in our previous gospel last week. So on this morning, we hear the story of the Pharisees. And I just want to clear the air. Over the generations, the Pharisees have kind of gotten a bad rap. We've created many words that tend to give the Pharisees um, a bad name. And they were a sect, S-E-C-T, sect of Judaism that had a passion for worshiping in the local synagogues and faithfully going to the temple. And so they were taking this conversation very seriously. But like the Sadducees, Jesus had created such a stir, turning the world upside down and inside out by his teachings, that even the Pharisees were ready to kind of get him out of the picture and have life go back as they had known it. And so they thought about asking him a question that surely would trip him up. And so I don't know about you, but when I hear them ask Jesus, what is the most important commandment? We might naturally think he is asking which of the Ten Commandments is the most important, but oh no, there's more. In the Torah, there are 613 commandments. A commandment to not do something, commandments to do something, to not follow this, to follow that. So surely he will bring up one that they can catch him on and give them a reason to get him out of the picture. But he immediately goes to the two that we know best. At the 8 o'clock service in Rite 1, we say them every Sunday to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And like it... Love your neighbor as yourself. If you think about that, that is a Trinitarian relationship. I don't know about you, but some people are very easy to love. But I really need to love God before I try to love some people. You know, the ones that are far different from you or that might challenge you or might annoy you. If I'm not focused on loving God, I am sure that I cannot love my neighbor like God wants me But then there's more. Love your neighbor as yourself. And how do we love ourselves without loving God? How are we quick to criticize ourselves, forgetting that we're created in the image of God? And so is our neighbor. 
So how do we learn more about that kind of love, especially at a time when we're hearing more and more about death and war? The murders in Maine are devastating. The young boy walking to school getting run over by a garbage truck is heartbreaking. The ongoing wars in Israel and surrounding countries, in the Ukraine and Russia, it is devastating. It's hard to find love when you're saturated with stories of brokenness and pain and violence. But it's more important than ever to remember that we are created in the life-giving, generous, abundant love of God. What would the world look like if we each really focused and prayed how to love one another and love our neighbors, love ourselves, love the stranger with an intentionality of loving like God loves? What if we really remembered? Look at the faith of Moses. Moses had an incredible faith. He did everything knowing with the help of God he'll be able to do this. And Moses made some serious mistakes. And there were consequences to some of Moses' mistakes. He couldn't even go into the promised land that he had led the charge for, answering yes to the call of God. But Moses was always forgiven. And God always entrusted Moses with his mission. We do fall short. We fall off the path. But God sets us right back up because God's love is a forgiving love. Don't ever forget that just before Jesus dies on the cross, he asked God to forgive those who are crucifying him. God's love is merciful and abundant and loving and giving. If we each did that, think about how that would affect others. One of my favorite sayings of the Reverend Dorothy Green is that we are all just walking each other home. There is a home that we are promised and we are promised new life in that home and life forever. And it's open to all. What if we saw ourselves as companions on the journey, companions of love, companions of mercy, companions of grace? The reason we sang the version of Come Thou Font, it's in our hymnal. It's also in a hymnal that we'll start singing some songs out of called Lift Every Voice and Sing, is the wording of the second verse. Raise your Ebenezer. Ebenezer is a stone, is back from Samuel when they defeated the Philistines, and Samuel picked up a stone and called it his Ebenezer, which in Hebrew means with hope and with God's help. When we find ourselves straying, not able to love ourselves or our neighbor, and awful, often forgetful to love God, what are the Ebenezers in your life that bring you back to the path? I pray, I pray that one of them is the church coming together, loving one another, taking care of one another, learning more about each other's story. I pray you have places that you can just sit and immediately feel the presence of God. I pray you have things around you, maybe a place that you pray in your house every morning. We need Ebenezer's in our lives. 
especially when there's so much darkness and brokenness? Who are the people in your life that are your Ebenezers? When you start to feel distracted or fallen off the path, look for those Ebenezers. Spend time with them. Spend time in those places. Because if we can learn more about loving like God loves, then that will blanket the world with a little more love and a little more hope and a little more life. Amen. Thank you again for this time together. I pray that we always remember that we are part of a much bigger story, the story of God's love for God's people and the call for us to learn how to love God and learn how to love each and every other person we encounter with the kind of love that God has for us. And now for a blessing. Be present to today. Do not be anxious about what might happen tomorrow. The same God who cares for you today will care for you tomorrow. God will either shield you from suffering or you will be given the unfailing strength to bear it. So be at peace then and cast aside all anxious thoughts and imaginations. In the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, be with you this day and remain with you forever. Amen.